This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Ram DePena, an expert martial artist with a master's degree in accounting and the owner of Studio Martial Arts here in San Antonio. Ram, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. It's interesting, accounting and martial arts. We'll, we'll get into it, but I, I love yeah. the, uh, the, 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 I don't know, the mashup there. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we're also going to talk with Marco Flores, a certified public accountant and the owner of MFCPA here in San Antonio. Marco, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Short notice, so I appreciate you coming in oh, and all man. that. It's awesome when you Sorry. can get a CPA to come in on short notice, right? Yes. Yeah. That's when you know it's not tax season. Exactly. Yes, there you it's go. Really true. That's right. Just yeah. say <laughs> in studio with us today is Heather Bame, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity in business and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. Excited to be here for Accounting Day. Yeah. yeah. And I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring administrative and social media experts from the Philippines for as little as seven bucks an hour. And it works extremely well. It does. It does. <laughs> All right. So um, a quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you are a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to come into our fancy little studio here... For a podcast episode, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-960-8210. That's 210-960-8210, and we'll get you booked on the show. We're booking like three months out is typically how it goes, except for Marco Flores, who's so important, we had to get him (laughs) immediately onto the show. I'm honored. (laughs) I'm honored. (laughs) I know we're going to have a good time in here because you got to... Uh, Marco's got an interesting sense of humor. You just had a, a, a sit down with him. Yeah, I just had a sit down on Wednesday, and he was saying like, "Oh, I can't, I can't do it in September. Tax season is going to be ramping up, <laughs> and like, I just, it's going to be too busy for me." I was like, "Oh, you know, if someone cancels, I bet we could squeeze you in." And then, bam! I yeah. didn't even know he's coming <laughs> until I showed up today. Yeah, <laughs> it does help when I know that the guests are open to being flexible like that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know what I mean? Because then it's like, I'll, I'll get you in if I can. Cause sometimes we, we've we had like one or two episodes where we actually had a had an empty seat because we didn't have somebody here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like to have fill-ins. Um, so anyway, um, anything, so what's going on with, uh, well, tell me about this one-on-one you had with Marco. What was What's he like well, as a person? Marco <laughs> is... <laughs> Awesome. Obviously, we, we've known each other for a while, but we actually had a, a conversation to see if he um, was interested in business coaching. And what we found out is his business is going really well and there's not really any need for it at this time. But it was a really great conversation. Well, he's probably got the numbers down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's always nice to talk to someone like Heather. Um, I, I mean, she's just great about giving feedback and you know being a sole practitioner it's like i don't have really anybody to bounce stuff off of yeah so it was a great conversation but yeah i think she's right i probably <laughs> may not be the best co- uh, client for her but hopefully i can find her some clients so there you go yeah she's kind of my with. goals so like for us uh, almost it's not quite couples therapy but mm-hmm. i think there's probably a little bit in that too because my <laughs> wife's like you know okay mark you got some pretty you know fancy ideas out there but she when we're talking about it and she's attending the meetings now mm-hmm. that we do every week because heather's my business coach it helps mm-hmm. when the spouse is there and i'm like it's open door there's no nothing hidden here if you want to ask a question it's, let's ask it and mm-hmm. we'll address it here that's the best way to get clarity for the wife as well and i think mm-hmm. the biggest part is at the end of the day i don't 
I don't have a really tie in to the results of your business and having mm-hmm. that neutral third party of, mm-hmm. am I doing enough? Am I not doing enough? Am I being held accountable? That's where it really comes into play. So sometimes you just need that person to come in and be like, it, it looks like you are doing enough mm-hmm. and just keep on the path. And I'm always there if you need me, but it really is one of those things where I'm not going to try to coach anybody just yeah. because for mm-hmm. the sake of coaching, you really want to be the right fit. And there's so many different, and you know, I mean, yeah. you're coaching in martial arts, but yeah, same principles apply. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people aren't really, you know, the kids come in and they're too young. They don't have the focus quite yet. You can't mm-hmm. do anything with that. You can only work with so much. Right. And sometimes that's the same with business, right? They come in and it's like, well, you're, you're doing really great. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do at this point. And we've had, <laughs> we've had things like that when well, ours is the other end. Right. But uh, yeah, it's a very important thing. You got to, you got to find your right fit. If you mm-hmm. don't find your right fit, then it's going to come back later. You know what I mean? In a negative way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think a big thing, too, is just kind of where you are in your business and life. And mm-hmm. some people, they've like Marco over here, he's been doing it for 10 years now. And so there probably was a time earlier in your CPA life where mm-hmm. a business coach would have been great, but you yeah. struggled through it and no, learned. Definitely. I mean, if you're in your first, I'd say, two years of business, and oh, yeah. you don't have somebody <laughs> like you really, yeah. Because I was on my own, and I mean, I, it's like sink or swim. You know how it is. So right. it's like I, I made so many mistakes. Yeah. And you know, thank God, you know, I did, none of them were so <laughs> catastrophic that it, yeah. You know, I'm still here. So, um, yeah, I'm blessed to to not really need a, so much coaching now, but in the beginning, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel the same way, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Those first years, oh boy. Ugh. You know, you go through a lot of ups and downs and you go through a lot of people who disagree with you, who very mm. much disagree with you. And you have to try your best to navigate that and to connect and to say, okay, well, you know, here's what we can do. You know, here's what we can do. And then that's how you kind of get through the people thing. Yeah, and there's a fine line between coaching and consulting because when you're a new business owner, yeah. I mean, I've experienced yeah, it too. Sure. So many people mm-hmm. are willing to come in and tell you what you're doing wrong mm-hmm. or what you should be doing. And at the end of the day, it's still your business and right. you have to actually do it. So yeah. you got to take everything with a grain of salt. And that's usually where I come in where it's, yeah. this is your business. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you want to be held accountable to? And that's where we're going to move forward instead of saying like, oh, you need to do this, 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 and this. Right. And then it's like, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, that, especially type A personalities, right? That are oh, yeah. Starting businesses are not necessarily going to listen to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got checklists, right? And she's actually saying, oh, what do you want? Yeah. Right. What do you want to do? Okay, here's what we can do. Right. Instead of, no, you go and do this, this and this, and then you'll be hero. It's like, oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> this one yeah. that you're kind of like your tagline is what I consider like bringing clarity. Yeah. It's super important. Oh, yeah. And I think even uh, let me do the introduction on yeah, you sure. yeah. real quick and then we'll get into what you're doing over there. But first up on the show is Ram DePena, an expert martial artist with a master's degree in accounting and the owner of Studio Martial Arts here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have a YouTube channel and yeah. uh, you're active on your Facebook page as well. So, Ram, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. I was going over your Facebook uh, page and you've got videos and stuff like that, of stuff that's going on, different yeah different trainings and stuff that you're doing in mm-hmm. your uh, studio. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really, really cool because people want to know what am I going to see when I go there. Right. And Facebook and, and YouTube, of course, but Facebook is, you know, more of the immediate uh, connection, but people enjoy going there. So mm-hmm. um, 
Good job on doing that. Oh, uh, thanks. Are yeah. you doing the videos and stuff yourself? Yeah, you? yeah. What I try to do is I get a whole bunch, really, because we do so much in a day. I'm there for four and a half hours doing classes a day. So what we do is we just film a whole bunch while they're doing different drills, and then I can sparse them out. I try not to put everything out in one day. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of martial arts schools, they put like 20 videos back to back in one day. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that that's a lot. So maybe I should do like one good thing, one good thing, one good thing and space it out. But yeah, it's, it's really a blast. I mean, and lately, you know, we implemented a couple of things this uh, last month because we had a boxing, a Golden Gloves boxer come in. He taught mm -hmm. us some really cool things and we implemented those and they're punch game went up so well the kids man it's so great to see and so we uh, recently i put up a video of a black belt test we had a 10 year old and another 10 year old one of them was a green belt one of them was testing for his black that green belt came out swinging Ooh. for the fences <laughs> and the one that was testing for his black belt complete control blocked everything moved out of the way touch touch not a hard hit touch touch and the other one was just swinging for him and i was like that's how you show the progress. Right. That's so much maturity in right, there, too. Right. And it was so much fun to watch. Everybody was going nuts. It was great. <laughs> but it's on the Facebook page. You, you'll be able to see it up there. So yeah. why did you get involved with, uh, I mean, you've been doing martial arts for a long time. Yeah. So give me a quick overview of your background there, why you're so drawn to it. Oh, well, you know, I've always loved martial arts. I did it when I was a kid, uh, but it didn't really amount to very much when I was younger. You know, I grew up in Laredo, so uh, it was karate, right? You got the basic karate. And then when I went to college, I was in really good shape. I was very disciplined, but I got in a scuffle, and I realized there was a lot more I needed to learn. And so that's what put me on my path. And I remember uh, when I started in uh, May 1st, 2008, I said that I would do this for the rest of my life, and I've been able to make a good business out of it. So it turned out pretty good. So you yeah. started out doing martial arts as you know, a kid, and then yeah. you got more into it in college as an actual sport that you were participating in. Yeah. And then you're getting your accounting degree. Oh, yeah. So how did it go from this sport that you're doing during school mm -hmm. and then into an actual business? Well, um, you know, I remember that uh, this is something I fell in love with. I, I really love it when people, when it clicks, you, I'm sure you understand, when it clicks in a person's mind, mm -hmm. oh, there we go, and it makes sense. Doesn't it give you like a really good satisfaction? Oh, yeah. That's kind of how it felt with me with teaching, and I really fell in love with it, and I wanted to start my own school, and uh, I wanted to make it profitable, mainly because I had a lot of people telling me I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm not very good with control or uh, opinions that go against my own in that way. So I decided to, to do it and I went for it full tilt and uh, every step of the way got a little better, got a little better. And then finally, 10 years, we got a good school. We got, you know, a profitable school, which is nice and a good house and good family and everything's good. Well, if you can yeah. go back, back to the beginning. Yeah. And change something on how you did business-wise, Yeah, what would you do different? Ooh, let's see. If I could change something, I guess I would, there was a point where I got too comfortable and it took me falling in love with my wife to get me motivated again. <laughs> I guess you I would have taken woman. those signals a little sooner and got my butt in gear a little bit faster. This was around the five and, or four year mark. 
And I was just liking how everything was going. I was liking being able to pay the bills and I was liking being able to do that. But I, I stopped, right? The money stopped getting more. The profit mm-hmm. stopped getting more because I was just doing what I needed to do. But then when I saw my wife, I, you know, I wanted to get her the finer things in life. And that's what kind of drove me to do more. So she was a big catalyst in everything. A good example was we were moving from one space to another and I didn't have the money to do it. You know, and I wanted to sign that lease. We had the we had the LOI ready. We were negotiating. And my wife told me, uh, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to go out and make uh, $1,500. Okay, $1,500, like not a big deal, right? And you need to make it quickly. It's like, okay. I go out. I do it in one day, right? And then she goes, okay, now you need extra money in the, ba- in the bank. You need to go out and make $2,000. Okay. And so I go out and I do it again in another day. And I really only did it because she was there, you know, because I loved her very much. I wanted this to work. And so I, I guess, like, um, I'm very grateful to have her, but I wish I would have had that motivation myself, you know, before something else came into my life. Because gotcha. I, I stagnated for, it wasn't just, like, a couple months. It was a good while. It was maybe a year. And a year means a lot. You know, you lose a year, you lose a lot. So Well, I think that's easy to fall into that trap because yeah. the first few years of business, you are just surviving. Yeah. You're keeping your head above water. You're barely paying the bills if you're paying the bills. Right. And then you get to that place. If, if you're, you're paying, paying the bills. You're right. No, <laughs> you're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get to a place where you're finally comfortable. You can pay the bills and you don't have to worry about the money at the end yes. of the month. But if you haven't really solidified where your business is going, why you're doing right. this. I think that's the biggest thing. Why are you in business and why do you need to achieve these things that you've set yourself to do? Right. Because if just get the bills paid is your only why, eventually you may, you're, you're going to probably be able to pay the bills right? and then it'll stop. Right. And then what happens when an emergency comes around? What happens when COVID comes around? Because that, because I wouldn't have survived it if, I had that mentality during COVID. Well, speaking of COVID, how did you pivot during COVID? Uh, Well, you know, I'm a little nuts. I was watching the news and I was like, this thing is going on in China. And then this thing is going on in Italy. Mm -hmm. Okay. I better, it's probably already here. So I better get my act together. So I got all the virtual equipment I could in, what was it? December is when we really saw it hitting in China, right? When did we start seeing it in Spain? It was like in February, it I think. Was, yeah, right. January, and February. and so each country it was like nothing, nothing, boom, nothing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> nothing, nothing, boom, nothing, nothing, boom. And so I said, okay, I gotta get ready. And luckily we had money in the bank, which was good. And I got all the virtual equipment I could to do Zoom. Mm-hmm. And everybody understood it. And we lost a good chunk of people. But for the most part, everybody was pretty set on the vision and they stayed with me and we made it through. And, you know, things are better than ever now because we managed it. So that's kind of how we did it. But I tried to be get ahead of it, which is a big part about business. you got to get ahead of the problem. Yeah, And you teach mostly kids, right? Not so much adults. Yeah. Yeah. We have mixed, but it's mostly children. Yeah. And I love it. Let's talk about the So goal setting. Yeah. Important. So your process that you have for kids. Mm -hmm. So let's go through that real quick. Yeah. Uh, so the main thing is you got to get first you have to get a united vision in the school. You can't have a vision where everybody's on a different page. You got to have a united settled vision in the school. What's the vision? To get your black belt. Okay. Why? 
because I know through this process, you're going to learn the tools to really goal set and go out and get what you need to get. And you're going to be able to defend yourself and you're going to have discipline and you're going to be able to do a lot of things that they don't teach nowadays. They don't, unfortunately, you know, we live in a time where they don't teach kids to have a vision, you know, and also, you know, they, they kind of expect kids to figure it out. Well, you know, me trying to figure it out on my own didn't help very much. I had, I needed guidance, right? And kids need guidance today. And so we really start them off. We start with that in mind. Then what we do is we give them assignments and we give them different things to do. Like we draw pictures of them being black belts. We also have them write things out. And lately we added a questionnaire for our higher ups on not just what do they want to do with the school, but what do they want to be? What kind of qualities do they admire in other people? What kind of qualities do they want for themselves? Why do they want them? And we start talking about that when they get to a certain age. And if they're younger, I have the parents do it with them. And I know in the pre-show we talked because I yeah. come from a martial arts background. I did it for years. Yeah. And we always saw around the age of 12, yeah. kids would starting to become teenagers they'd get less interested have you seen a difference since implementing that vision focused program in amount of drop-offs as kids get older i feel that i have i don't have any solid numbers though but honestly a lot of them stay and i think it's because of our culture we have a very good culture mm -hmm. of like good positivity and we give them that vision early and so we had uh we've had many of them who of course you know when kids get to 12 they're they become more prone to negative emotion. This is very commonly known. You have an angsty teenager, right? Everybody <laughs> knows the angsty teenager. Well, the thing is that in order, that's when the, what is it? The, there's a certain spirit of consciousness emerging in the kids. They're becoming more aware of their surroundings. They're becoming more adult in physical and mental, right? So what you got to do is you got to aim that. Mm. And that's the main thing, because if you don't aim it, it's going to try to latch on whatever it, whatever it thinks is the path in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so you got to really find a way to aim that. And uh, if you just leave it to its own devices, that's when people want to quit because they don't feel good. That's when people want to go off and try 10 different things to try to find what they latch on to. And you've got to really find a way to aim that. So the way that we do it is by saying, OK, well, what, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. Okay. What do you think is best for you now? Okay. Well, I want to feel good. Okay, great. How do you feel good? And then we start breaking it down and we start going through it. And I've had talks like that with a bunch of people. What can we do? Because we don't want them to, we don't want them to lose all they've earned just because they're coming to this path. So we give them, so always from the beginning, we have the black belt vision. And if the family's on board, we can do that. 100%. Well, let's yeah. talk about, um, so there's an example you gave, mm -hmm. uh, like the results of goal setting. Yeah. As we wrap up your segment, what, let's get into that, that. So the results of goal setting, the positives that come out of it. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, a boy with emotional battles. Oh, yeah. Or boys struggle with emotional battles, right? Big time. So do you have a, like an example uh, sure. situation you can talk about? Yeah, sure. So the one that you're referring to, you know, a uh, very good kid, really sweet, just very, very, very nice and wanting to do the right thing, but just having a lot of trouble because he's so he was very emotional. Any little thing would kind of, you know, set him off. Right. And when he would set set off, he would shut down. He didn't want to talk to you. He didn't want to know you. 
right? If you did something. Now, first of all, with me, I've run into that a lot. You got to tread very lightly with kids like that because they're probably more on, they're very self-conscious and they're probably more, uh, what is it? Uh, they're probably more neurotic than the average kids. So they're very prone to negativity. So if you show negativity, then you're, then they're going to pick it up and they're not going to believe you. Right. So first of all, I'm always very honest with them. And then the next thing that happened was uh, they started up and, you know, his mom and his dad, mostly his mom would just say, uh, you know, we, we've tried so much. And he, he just is having so much trouble in public. He's not making friends. He's, he's running, he's, he's going into the corner when we're at public events because he doesn't want to talk to anybody. And I'm like, okay. And so I started working with him. I got to know him. And uh, over the years, you know, it's been it's been really good. It's been really great. And he's now going for a second degree black belt now. I've known him now for five years and he's completely changed. He wants to, he wants to teach. He's one of our instructors. He's assisting uh, one of our assistant instructors. And when, you know, when we tell him like, Oh, ease up, he's like, yes, sir. Or when he does something that he's not supposed to, he feels genuinely bad. And he's able to have a conversation about it and figure it out. You know, and so that's an amazing change. That changes the trajectory of his life. Because think about it, if he kept going down with negativity, it compounds, compounds, compounds. And so this turned him around. And I got a very, very lovely uh, testimonial from his mother where she was in tears. And honestly, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, we just we just wanted him to do better. Yeah. You know, we listened to him and we talked to him and we told him, OK, do this. And he just needed the guidance. Well, yeah. I think our goal as parents is generally to raise happy and successful people, right. whatever successful means to them. And imagine yeah. them learning these tools as teenagers instead of self-discovering these tools in their 20s. Yeah. And then how much further they were going to be along than all of us who had to learn it <laughs> in our 20s and 30s. Right. Yeah. So if a parent wants to get a hold of you and put their kids Mm -hmm. in martial arts how can they do that oh well we are at stone oak parkway uh studio martial arts we're at 19141 stone oak parkway right next to the kids base and the trilogy pizza and uh, they can look on our facebook page our studio martial arts facebook page and they can go to our website which is www.studiomartialartssa.com and uh they can come and check out our classes i love it yeah thank you no thank you great job brother. appreciate it <laughs> how many podcasts have you done Three, I think. Three? Uh, yeah. Uh, two. One of them was on business. The other one was on uh, martial arts itself. And I don't think I did too good on that one because he wanted <laughs> me to talk about the specific martial art. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I really love it and it's great. And I, you know, but then I started talking about like the leadership aspect. Mm -hmm. and he goes, so tell me about Wing Chun. And I'm like, oh, well, oh, you know, it's a wonderful martial art. And then, you know, we really try to implement it in leadership. Oh, great. So tell me more about Wing Chun. I'm like, okay, I'm doing something <laughs> wrong here. <laughs> I'm not doing the good job here. But that was a fun one. Yeah. So, so he's, I've done he's like looking three. for that sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Next up on the show is Marco Flores, a certified public accountant and the owner of of MFCPA, which has got to be Marco Flores CPA, uh, right? That's open to interpretation. Really? <laughs> it, could, it could be some different. It could things. be something else. Be, yeah. Something dirty, right? I'll share a quick story about that. Sure. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had um, my mom used to write my initials on my gloves. You know, I grew up in Michigan, so mm -hmm. we had gloves and hats and everything. And of course, I had a friend that he saw my initials were MF, and of course, you know, he mm -hmm. 
you know, he made a comment that kind of stuck with me, and and so I kind of remembered it. And so you can use your imagination sure. on that one. Yeah, we yeah. Know. yeah. yeah so. It wasn't a stretch, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that came there to we mind. Go. We're not no, that mature. Yeah. Most <laughs> people are going to think, oh, yeah, come Marco Flores. You know, I, I was a detective at one point. I actually went through detective school, yeah. and that's what we would call a clue, right? MF for Marco Flores. But I like that <laughs> it could go. mean other things. You know yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's easy to remember, I think. Right, right. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I like that you're thinking that way, too, because yeah. CPAs, I don't know, I don't picture them as being the most dynamic personalities and no. a whole lot of fun to be around but no, not how at would, all. are you fun to be around or no uh i don't know i mean heather's been around <laughs> me i don't know I, I like to think maybe i am but i've actually had clients call me and say so i love the name of your business does this stand for what i think it stands for and i'll be like it can be whatever you think it is. <laughs> you know, like, you should just own it. That's yeah. exactly what it stands for, right? Spell it out.com. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the no BS payments guy. Right? Yeah. 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 Mother of CPA. Own it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fun CPA, though. That way you can <laughs> say <laughs> you're fun. Okay, you go kids friendly. Definitely not what it means. Definitely not what it means. So how did you get started with the CPA? So what's that all about? Are you really a numbers guy? guy what yeah. happened here? so when i was a kid um i was really just into numbers statistics mm-hmm. all that kind of thing and of course you know when you go through school they don't really teach you about accounting right no. middle school mm-hmm. high school even they don't yeah. really teach it so i didn't even know what it was until mm-hmm. i got to college um i changed my major probably five or six times i mean i wanted to be actually a, a, a physical therapist mm-hmm. more in line with what you know in the in the athletic world something like that and then I got into business and then I kind of fell into accounting. Actually, I took a tax class and I kind of thought to myself as I was looking out around the room, everyone else kind of like not really into it. It's like, well, I want to get a, my accounting degree, so I have mm-hmm. to take this class. But, you know, people weren't really interested in taxes that much. Mm-hmm. I kind of was. So I kind of saw it as an opportunity. Well, if all these people who I'm going to be graduating with want to go down a different path, then this could be good for me. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I just like numbers the way they fit together and the way that you know that there's really no gray area one is a one a two is a two so mm-hmm. it's like well with common core math i don't know yeah, i mean i would i would <laughs> almost like agree to disagree because i know with a lot of business owners their numbers are a huge pain point for them and mm-hmm. there's kind of two ways to look at it you can kind of ignore it and mm-hmm. hope that there's enough money in the bank to do what you want to do at the end of the month or you can be really proactive mm-hmm. so what's your take on gaining clarity through the numbers well i mean they have to be right obviously huh? mm-hmm. like i know you've had a mod on here a few times and and that's largely what he does is make sure that the numbers are all right so when mm-hmm. they get to the cpa then it's like well you know we don't have to make so many adjustments and whatnot but you have to be as a as a business owner working with good information you mm-hmm. have to know okay what are my margins you know where am i spending too much money you know if you have multiple product lines or service lines you need to be able to identify okay you know which product lines are more profitable you know which products are less profitable mm-hmm. and how do i take advantage of this knowledge and really use this knowledge mm-hmm. um we can even get into labor efficiency ratios and looking at each employee mm-hmm. on an individual mm-hmm. level and saying, okay, is this employee making me money or is this employee costing me money? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously being an accountant, I'm very, um, not only very frugal, but I'm very meticulous about 
where's every dollar going? Where's every dollar coming from? And so when I'm working with my clients, you know, that's the mindset I want them to have is, you know, because, you know, let's be honest. I mean, when you're running a business, you're doing marketing and you're Mm -hmm. doing you're wearing a hundred different hats. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to fall into that trap of, well, you know, I think I'm making money. I have money in the bank, so we're good. But you don't realize, well, you've got debts. You've got Mm -hmm. all this debt. You might have a hundred grand in the bank. You might have 500 grand in bank. You're not doing good. Mm-hmm. Your money, your, your business is bleeding money. And a lot of business owners, they don't even notice these things because mm-hmm. they're just stuck in the weeds, which is why they need to hire Heather. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, it's so easy to fall into that trap. And then life happens and it's like, well, I want to live a certain lifestyle. And so I see that all the time, too, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you have a successful business, but you're broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really... So you're a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, you're broke. Yeah, I tell people what they don't necessarily want to hear. Yeah. So yeah. some people look at me and they think of it like a trip to the dentist. They don't yeah. want to do it, but they have to do it. Right. Other right. people look at me as almost like a partner for them in their business because that's what I try to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just do your taxes. I want to really help you, you know, understand what are your what are your problems, you know, of course financially, but sometimes you know, it's the personal stuff that really causes the financial mm-hmm. headaches for people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really try to help them identify, you know, what's really going on here and, and how can you fix it. Right. Yeah, like I like to gamble, right? So yeah, I like yeah. to gamble, so that's right. a personal that problem. I see that too. And that's ATM. a big one too, ATM, gambling, you know, like, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we've everybody's about red, rich mm-hmm. dad, poor dad, and we all know about the cash flow quadrant. And there's that one visual, I just see it so clearly, and it shows the the average amount of taxes each mm-hmm. of those cash flow quadrants pays mm-hmm. and the business owner and investor pay significantly less. Mm-hmm. So without that clarity, that's not going to happen. What are some techniques you use to help your clients be on the smaller percentage end mm-hmm. of paying that taxes? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, the number one thing is invest in your employees. That's mm-hmm. the one thing that I think every business owner needs to do now. Of course, if you don't have any employees or if you're like Mark and, you're doing the Philippines thing. That's a little bit different. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I always say your employees are your biggest asset. So, And that's true even yeah. for outsourcing. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like a whole other family of, of employees. It's, it's a culture. It's just online. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I think the difference is, you know, implementing something like a 401k or, um, you know, there's, there's just, you know, every dollar you spend as a business owner is – in theory, it's a write-off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It just has to be for a business purpose. So, you know, we do a lot of planning. We do a lot of, you know, year-end planning. Okay, you know, go out, buy a truck, buy a piece of equipment before the end of the year, whatever it may be. But I think it's really, um, you know, just making it something that makes sense for the business, not forcing it. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, you know, some businesses have a very low overhead. You know, I'm sure your business, Heather, has very low overhead. Your business price is very low overhead. Yours has a little bit more. You've got rent and you've got, right. you know, you've got utilities and things like that. Yeah. But it's just, um, you know, identifying those opportunities and, and making sure it's the right fit for the business and it makes sense. So real quick, just like curiosity say, because right off, it's like a magic word, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. What are some common pitfalls you see in the write off category that we need to be a little more wary of? Um, don't assume that just because you pay for something through your business mm-hmm. that it's a write-off. Right. What? 
especially food. You can't be buying yeah. video games on right. a business card. What's exactly. wrong with you? It's educational. Like, it's, it's education. Like, <laughs> it's, it's part of my personality. Yeah. I have to have fun at this job. That's right. a business expense, right? Yeah. No? Well, no, <laughs> it could be. So, there's, it could so, be that. so the answer is always it depends. <laughs> like the accounting yeah. world, like that's the answer. So yeah. I'm always telling people, okay, here's what I'll tell you. Okay, yeah. can you write it off? Absolutely. Should you write it off? <laughs> Maybe not. Right. So I put myself in the shoes of an IRS agent. Okay, I've had a few clients go mm. through audits. And so I kind of know what to expect, what they're going to say, what they're going to question. Mm. And so you have to be able to defend whatever it is that you're putting on that tax return. Mm. So if you want to claim your trip to the Bahamas, okay, go ahead and claim it. But just understand, mm -hmm. you better have everything well documented. What was your purpose for going? Mm -hmm. Keep an itinerary. Did you did you do, um, you know, was, was it like a trade show? Was it something business related? Mm -hmm. Or what, let's be honest, was it really just you wanted to take a trip to yeah. the Bahamas? Right. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Those you know, IRS agents would yeah. eat that up. Too. Oh, they will. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, would, I would have a field day with somebody that did that if yeah. I was an IRS agent. But it's all about documentation. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. If you can show them on paper... This is what I did. This is why I did it. Mm -hmm. They can't really deny. I mean, they, they can still deny you, but, you know, there's an appeals process. And, mm -hmm. you know, so Sounds I just painful. say have your ducks in a row. Well, I think that comes to having you as a partner rather than yeah. just the person that you throw all the documents at last minute in mm -hmm. February when the deadline is in April. If you're working with your CPA as a partner, that's something you can be like, hey, Marco, can I take a trip to the Bahamas? And right. Yeah. I don't know, though. I, I spent a lot of time on TikTok, and I'm thinking that <laughs> oh, no. TikTok, oh, you may laugh, yeah. right? But yeah. isn't there, Marco, you, true or false, that you can get a lot of great advice, tax oh, advice on TikTok? <laughs> what? You can get a lot of advice on yeah. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's good or not, it's funny because there's a YouTube compilation of people giving just the absolute worst advice on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. You know, I call them TikTok accounts. I think we yeah. used to call them armchair accounts or something. But now with social media, everybody has a platform yeah. to say stupid things. Yep. So let's be honest. So, you know, it's very easy to be fooled because you really don't know, okay, is this person legitimately, do they know what they're talking about? Mm -hmm. Or are they just repeating what they heard from somebody else? Or are they just telling you what they want to hear for followers and for views? Right. So you really have to be, you know, take all that advice with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Like some of it, I'm sure, is is good, but a lot of it, I, I've, I've seen some crazy stuff. <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious too. Uh, What's the yeah, worst yeah, advice yeah. you've found I mean, on TikTok? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I got the, I got an, I opened an LLC, and I bought an Escalade. <laughs> and I took a trip to Vegas and, you know, just just all these things. And, you know, people try to, like, you know, write off just anything and everything. And, and uh, sadly, most of them are going to get away with it. That's mm. the thing. And a lot of that falls on the IRS just not having the, I guess, processes in place to really like catch these people so mm -hmm. it's well like, if i'm being honest i don't really care if the irs i know it's like really they don't yeah. mm, good <laughs> but they'll catch us they'll catch us they won't catch, those guys on they won't catch the escalades no. you know the, yeah, yeah. with that one little video game that i write off they're gonna right. audit yeah, me. three yeah, years exactly. later they're gonna be like why'd you buy that video yeah. game mark we yeah. can definitely audit from three years ago that's right yeah now you owe us a million dollars mark so, uh, Marco, great discussion. I, I love yeah. this kind of conversation. Yeah. It's a great, great environment. We had a great show today. If folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? 
They can call my office at 210-245-5678. Cool. And you, are you on social media at all or no? A little bit, you know, bit. not too much. What do you um, post on social media? Hardly anything, hardly honestly. Anything? I'm, like I'm pictures really of you hunting? Or no. No, I Calculators? Really I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm not a big social media. I don't have an Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have, you know, TikTok or anything. I got a Facebook. That's about it. Yeah. People who are licensed professionally, mm -hmm. they tend to want to stay away from social media because it's like one little wrong move and they're going to get all a bunch of hate mail. Well, and see, yeah. you guys are in demand. Like, you guys are, yeah. big time you tend in demand. to be a little yeah. less, like, visible and available to people. And I think that's why shows like this are so valuable because getting someone to, like, actually come and give right. advice that's not TikTok and questionable is yeah. huge. And then... You can't find it again. Yeah. <laughs> and to so that so point, you know, I'm at the point now where it's like I kind of don't want to be so accessible. So the more you're on social media and the more followers you have. I mean, I've had people like Facebook message me tax questions and I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't call my office. Right. Yeah. You know, send me an email. We need an engagement letter. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And exactly. we're coming up on a shortage, yeah. right, accountant. of like, CPAs. People don't want to be CPAs, so yeah. there's not as many of them. Right. Yeah, it's a different world now. You know, with testings and with well, everything. The tax laws. Yeah. It's hard to believe we had a world without social media. Anymore. Yeah. Like, even YouTube was... I'm thinking it's been around forever, but it really hasn't been around forever. No. All right, we got to wrap up, though. Yeah. So as we wrap up, a quick reminder to check out our latest podcast and catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Y'all have a great week. You too. Thank you, Mark. All right. <laughs>